This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance Line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. You're listening to the Nobody's Podcast. It's another somebody session in which these nobodies bring on a somebody or somebodies who are experts or rising stars in their field. This week, our somebodies are fashion-focused small business owners and entrepreneurs from Cleveland, Ohio. They also happen to be blissfully married to each other. <laughs> when they're not absolutely killing it at Emily Roggenberg Studios, which specializes in, creative, in creating Cleveland apparel, aerial photography, female empowerment apparel, as well as custom designs, they're enjoying all that their city has to offer and time with their dog, Willie. This week's somebodies are two of my favorite people on this planet, Emily and Kyle Roggenberg. All right, we're recording. You start. Okay, first of all, do not tell me what to do. Talked right into that one. All right. Hey, guys, I'm Annie. And I'm Bryce. And we are the Nobodies, experts on nothing, opinions on everything. Hi, Annie and Bryce. Oh, shit. Hi. That's okay. Everybody does that. We need to I know. change we've it. Gotta do, we've got to figure out, like, I just, we just, we just have to, like, Annie, just say it and then we'll just, I'll never have to do this again. Well, no, I think what we do is we just have to, we, because what I normally do is like say, hey, welcome back to another episode of the Nobodies. But every time we have guests on, I think it's the way Bryce explains it is not I adequate do. enough it in is. the beginning. It is. It's true. It's totally <laughs> but true. But no, you guys are good. Thank you so much for being here. Of yeah. Course. Thanks for having us. Are, are we on the wrong version of this? I don't feel like we should be on the somebodies. This seems strange. Right. <laughs> no, you are definitely somebodies. Yeah, for sure somebodies. And like, it doesn't really, I mean, even if you don't think so, we obviously do. So just hold your horses. All right. This is our podcast. Okay. <laughs> we get to call the shots for once. That's why I love this podcast. Is I can actually do something for once instead of I mean, to cater to anyone. Anyway, this is not about me. Of course, it's making it is. Tell us, tell us you've been a Hollywood assistant without telling us you've been yeah for sure for (laughs) sure for sure okay so you guys are you guys are married you work together at a thriving business called ekr brands um and so i just want to know right off the bat do you guys ever get sick of each other like (laughs) i don't think i should answer that so (laughs) smart man Uh, sick of each other i don't think we get sick of each other do we bicker like all the time yeah we we like get into some little arguments here and there but we, yeah, we spend a lot of time together, but we love it at the yeah. end of the day. It really is an honor and fun and we're very blessed. But um, yeah, I definitely escape to the golf course every once in a while. <laughs> and I love those see, days. Yeah, uh, no, Emily's just- <laughs> <laughs> I love those days. I've never seen you guys even like remotely thicker. So oh, you hide it well. Wait, Jenny. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, because it, is, it, it yeah. has to be a balancing act. I mean, in order to be able to thrive in both like personal and professional life, I, I mean, I commend you for it. Cause I think, I mean, Annie, you, you, Annie can tell you she's sick of me. She only sees me once a week. <laughs> That's beyond true. So, I just want to know how you balance it. So Kyle, you go golfing and Emily, how do you like unwind? How do you, what do you do like for yourself? 
Yeah, I think we do a really good job actually of balancing out our relationship and including friends and uh, going out and just kind of living our own lives a little bit. Like I'll go out with friends to brunch or go to Pilates or go work out and Kyle goes to the golf course. Um, we do a lot together, like 99% of it, but we actually get some time apart too, which is nice. And yeah. I will say like in the beginning, I think it took a long time to figure out how to work together. And once we got over that initial like hump, I think it was uh, we we figured out like how to work together and live together and you know be married. So yeah, for sure. And summers are a little easier because there's more to do outside. But like in the winter, I'll find myself <laughs> taking like eight showers a day. And like, <laughs> taking my fifth shower. Like, okay, well, my skin's all dry. And I don't know what to do. Eight showers. Well, Kyle, are you a little bit OCD? Because Annie's telling me how you how you ex like excessively vacuum too. Well, yeah. Well, I blame that on our dog. She sheds like. <laughs> okay, but I, well, you guys. Well, you guys just bought a house in December. Yes. Yeah. Which, so, congratulations. Uh, yeah. Congrats. So we were in an apartment on top of working together. We were in an apartment together for seven years. Oh God. And during COVID, that was tons of fun. But uh, no, I mean, having a house has definitely been fun. Um, we're very lucky that we were able to do it. It's nice to have more space for sure. It helps. So now like, you know, his shower is uh, downstairs and my office is upstairs. So we get a lot of time apart. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, I was just going to say, I mean, I don't have a dog, but I mean, I, I, a good cleaned vacuumed house is perfection to me. So yeah. I, I can appreciate your vacuuming needs. Yes. It's, I got uh, such long, a kick out of that. When you guys first moved in, Emily like put him on her Instagram constantly, like what, six times a day or something. Yeah. That like replaced your showers. Yeah. yeah. I'm calming down though, but, um, but a lifelong dream now is to be sponsored by Dyson. So we'll see. If we're <laughs> I love that. I love that. I'm sorry to say that being on this podcast will not help you get there. No. <laughs> we can't even get a sponsor from like, I don't know. What's yeah. a, like revolve? I mean, I think it's like a revolve model. So we can do that. Well, so how did you guys meet? Because I know you're from different places. You're like, yeah. explain that and how you guys met. Yeah. So we met at our um, former corporate job and we worked in two different departments, but I actually moved to Cleveland to work at that um, corporation. So we met through like a young professionals group there and kind of like hit it off. And then I broke up with Kyle for about a week and then we got back together and it was history from there. Yeah, so. that was a tough week. <laughs> <laughs> did it feel like a year? I mean, did it really, it probably felt like a long time, honestly. Well, honestly, like I always say, like Emily was my boss and no. I worked for her and then we got caught, got caught kissing at work no. and then that was the end of it. <laughs> That's not the real story, but no, we did work together at a big company and you're, I was on the sales side of things and she was on the product side of things. So we didn't really interact too much, but that's how we kind of yeah. fell in love, I guess. That right? is, I mean, that's and, and awesome. inner office romance is like the way to go. Cause like you're, how are you going to meet anyone? I mean, it doesn't work out for me, but I just am saying that it seems like that would be the, you see this, this person, you obviously, you kind of, I think at work, you can see someone at their best and their worst potentially and yeah. so you really get a sense of who they is that how you guys felt did you feel like you could you really got a sense of who each other was or did you feel like once you got into a relationship you were you learned way more about the other person I, I, so we it was kind of strange like when i was in corporate america like i was super 
professional, I would say, which yeah, is Kyle very different would now. See me in the hallway. <laughs> I would like pretend like I didn't know yeah. her. So I'm like, people can't know we're dating. This is ruined my career. Like grade school. <laughs> it was oh, yeah. oh, it wasn't a big secret, but it was like to Kyle, he took it a lot more seriously and didn't like to talk, you know, at work very much or anything like that, which I totally understand. And luckily, it worked out okay. And here we are. But um, yeah, I mean, office romances can be tricky. We didn't work in the same department at all, though. So like. It, we never worked together. So it probably wouldn't have been that big of a deal if we would have broken up, but like luckily it worked out. Yeah, so. it worked out. Yep. <laughs> yeah. How did you guys transition then from being at the corporate job to starting a business together? So do you want me to tell the story? Yeah, I feel it starts like, with you. I think it sort of starts with me. So I was, so my career has been kind of like all over the place. Um, I went to school for finance got my master's after that. Um, and then like I started working for a hedge fund from 2006 to 2009. And that was during the financial crisis. So oh, um, I always thought I'd work in the financial markets, but the hedge fund I worked for was having some problems. And the, the owner was like, everybody go look for a job. All right, so I was working for a big corporate company um, in different sales and finance roles. And in my last role, I was managing a sales team. And this is where kind of the funny part comes in, I think. Emily wasn't so happy at the time, but it was it's a funny story. So um, we're down at the uh, we're down at the Indians home opener in 2016 in April, and I got two emails like back to back. We we're at the casino, and um, one of the emails was, "Hey, your team isn't going to get the bonus they deserved." So I was really upset for the people that worked for me because they were counting on that money. And then I got another email like a few minutes later saying a lady on my team wasn't being promoted and she definitely deserved the job. So I was like, you know what? This is corporate America. I still have time to get out. Um, so I hopped in an Uber and said, Emily, I'll be back. Just I'm not going to tell you where I'm going. So I leave the casino in an Uber. Are you guys, wait, are you married at this point or just yeah. dating? Yeah. We're married. You're married. Okay. okay. <laughs> so I leave the casino in an Uber, go home. I mean, I had I had a few beers, but I wasn't drunk. And I write this very well thought out email to some people at the company that I wasn't happy with, as well as a president who I had a good relationship with, basically saying, I'm quitting my job for this reason, this reason, and this reason. Um, so that's just what's going to happen. So I Uber and I'm back. I'm trying to call him, text him. I'm like, yeah. why? He's, he told me he had to go home to write an email. So I was like, why are you, you have a work phone like with you? Like, what do you mean you have to go? <laughs> no, I was like, what are you up to? I was like, all you know, like getting like, jealous. Like, where yeah, did you I was go? Like, where are you going? <laughs> yeah. He comes back. He, I, I think we were at a bar at this point, my friend and I. And he like walks in, storms in, and he goes, I just quit my job. <laughs> oh my God. How everything started. Yes. And we had no real, I mean, we had money to live on for a little while, but we had no real plan at that time. <laughs> <laughs> so this what was your, wait, Emily, what was your reaction? Still working corporate. <laughs> yeah. So I had no real plan, but I figured, yeah. I've always figured everything out. Like, well, we're just going to figure this out. So, but you should note that, like, he always wanted to own his own business. Yes. His dad owns his own business. And, at this point, um, I mean, we had like dabbled a little bit in starting like, you know, some things here and there. And so it wasn't completely like that out of the blue. I mean, it was, but it wasn't like I had complete faith that he would figure it out. So whether that was going and getting a different job or um, or starting a business, I knew that it would everything would work out. And also he'll never say this himself, but he was like very high, highly regarded at our corporate job and like had multiple awards was like in line probably to, I don't know, be like very high up there one day. So he, it was definitely very like 
extreme for him to quit, but at the same time, like he can, he, he can do anything not to be cheesy, but no, I, I knew that. At well, the time. you were at a casino and then you decided to leave and take a huge fucking gamble. Let's just put it that <laughs> yes. way. Um, like, $200 at the casino that day was no big deal compared to like the email. So yeah, it was fine. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. My God. I mean, had you been thinking sort of about like starting your own business or do, I mean, obviously you had that in mind, but like, was this just sort of like the catalyst that did it? Is that sort of, or I mean, it just seems, I mean, not extreme or anything, but it just is crazy that that's like, okay, yeah. I'm doing this. Like, it's awesome. I had, I had some ideas, but like, I didn't really know what to do. And I feel like that's probably the advice I would give people before just going out and quitting their job is having like a little bit of a plan. Um, but like at the same time, like I was so dedicated to like what I was doing and I truly wanted to help the company that it, I, it would have been hard for me to like even work on something else, just my personality. Um, so I feel like I needed to just cut ties completely to be able to focus on like doing whatever we were going to end up doing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so it was obviously a crazy thing. Um, you know, I, I'm glad I did it now, obviously, but there's some times where I was like, what? in the fuck did I do? <laughs> you know, it was a roller coaster to get to where we are, but it, it's all worked out. Um, and then, you know, we were very, you know, very fortunate because Emily kind of had a crazy idea a few months later that really started our business in, in like a real way that she can tell you a little bit about. But, um, but yeah, I, I think by me kind of leaving my job when I did, like it forced us to like build a website and get the business bank account set up and, get the LLC set up and like do all like the business structure things that like just needed to be done so that we could be ready for when Emily had her crazy idea a few months later that we had no idea was going to happen. Um, so yeah, so it, it just, you know, things just kind of fell into place and it just, you know, it's one of those things where you really can't know what's going to happen looking forward. But like when you kind of look at back at like all the things that kind of just happened, it makes sense, but you just kind of have to have just, I guess, a little bit of faith, a little bit of faith sometimes yeah. if you're going to do no, something. For sure. I guess I would say, like, or I would ask, like, what would you say to people who <clears throat> maybe you're feeling the same way? I know you mentioned, like, maybe have some sort of a plan, but like, if people are trying, thinking about doing this, leaving their job to like start up small business, what would you guys say to someone who is looking to do that? I have, I kind of am torn on exactly what to say because. I feel like it just kind of depends on everyone's personal situation. Yeah. Right? If you have a bunch of financial obligations and, and, and you don't have a bunch of money in the bank, you know, you might want to uh, just stick it, yeah, stick it out a little longer, but, 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 but spend your nights and your weekends just figuring out, you know, getting the business set up and thinking about, okay, what would I want to do and how can I test out to see if this would work? And, um, you know, how can I prove that there might be some demand for whatever I'm, you know, whatever service or product I'm going to provide. Right. And just trying to find little ways to just feel out in the marketplace if you could leave and if it would make sense for you. Um, but I think to me, if you, if you have six months to a year of money to just scrape by on, like I would say just jump into it and just go. Um, but, I, but I hate just saying that without knowing everybody's personal situation. Right. Well, of course, no, I, mean, I, I just, I really commend you. I commend you guys both because it is not, and I, you know, Annie and I both know that starting a small business is no small feat at all. And so for you guys to be able to like turn this into what it is. So let's get into that. So Emily, I want to know you. Okay. So was your really, was your business really born out of getting like renting a helicopter one day? Yeah. So tell us this story. Cause I read this on your website yeah. and I was like, um, wait, hang on. <laughs> yeah. Apparently we're a family full of just like adventurers over here. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, seriously. Talk about just taking leaps. No kidding. I love it. 
So about a month after, probably like a month or two after Kyle um, quit, we were, you know, he was kind of like, I'm going to, I'm going to consult. I'm going to like try to find a way to like make money on the side and you keep going to corporate America. But really he was like, I don't know why, but he was like, I feel like we should do this together. Like you should quit too. And I was like, <laughs> what? And so he was like, well, just like find something that like you're passionate about. And I was like, okay, well, I mean, I, I have a camera, like I can go take like photos of like my friends and family and try to make like a hundred bucks here and there, you know, like on the side. So I was like taking family portraits here and there. And then that was kind of like in my mindset. So at that time we had set up a website for me so I could just showcase like a portfolio. Um, and then right around that same time, um, the Cavs, the Cleveland Cavaliers happened to be like in the playoffs and they were, uh, doing really well and LeBron was here. It was his second year back, right? Yeah, second year um, back, 2016. Yeah, so yeah, 2016 and they were in the playoffs. They were doing really well. They get to the finals and we're, I don't know if you guys know the story, but we're down 3-1 in the finals um, in like the game count or whatever and everybody was like, okay, well, it's over. Out of seven, right? Oh my God, did I just knew, did I know a sports reference? <laughs> out of seven, out of seven games, you were three and one after out of seven games. All right, God, yeah. everyone's going to be shocked by that. So I'm ahead. embarrassed that you're right so on. proud of it. <laughs> so anyway, they come back, win the whole thing, and Cleveland just like erupts. I mean, the city's going nuts. So nobody worked for like a week, um, and so. A couple days after they won, they did a, a parade downtown. And honestly, I just like wanted to be a part of it, be a part of the parade and everything. And I, I went into my corporate job and I was sitting there and I don't, I don't know where this came from, but I just was like, you know what? I, I, how am I going to do this? Like, I can't go down there. Traffic's crazy. Kyle's at home, like doing his own thing. I, you know, honestly, probably a little hungover from the festival. Still hungover from the gym. <laughs> <laughs> I got to figure this out on my own. So I just had this idea to rent a helicopter and take photos of the city. And I was like, I think this will be the thing that like could propel my business forward. Um, I, so I actually like started looking up helicopters and um, honestly, like all of them were booked. And so I ended up calling one company back and I just was like, what do you think about me? Like if you're booked, you're going up. So what do you think if I like buy out somebody's spot, like how much would that take? And the guy was like, he like laughed at me and then he was like, let me ask, I'll ask the person. So he calls me back in like 10 minutes and he tells me a price that was 10 times what it was going to be like initially. And I was like, I don't know, but I feel like I should do this. And so I called Kyle and he's at home and I'm like, yeah. what do you think? And he was like, well, maybe you should just like wait until next week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I'm like the smart business guy. And like, I just probably said the stupidest thing ever. And she's like, no, we're not waiting. I was like, no, week. like it has to parade, like it has to be today. That's the whole thing. So I did it and um, uh, one thing led to another and actually like, uh, you know, a couple nice things were in play that day. There were tons of people downtown so you could see the crowds. It was a beautiful day. And then it just so happened that um, I called my brother-in-law to see if he like wanted to go on the helicopter with me. And he was like, I'm not going in, but like you can take my friend and he's a local radio host here. And he was able to get the word out for us a little bit. So um, all in all, we started selling tons and tons of parade pictures, yeah, uh, like prints and frames of them. And, and that's where I go back to like, had we not had like, the structure in place and like the website in place, it probably would have just seemed like, okay, this is a great opportunity, but we don't really know what we're doing. There's no like capital right. on it. Yeah. But, um, so we had the website ready, but at the same time we had no idea how to print pictures or fill pictures. So we're like selling these pictures and like, I mean, we sold a bunch 
and we're just like, oh God, how are and we? And you gonna- did this consecutively. Like Emily, you went and did this several times, right? Like it wasn't just this, this started it, but you did, you started photo- photographing, <laughs> photographing uh, parades <laughs> yeah. since yeah. then, right? Okay, so that's yeah. that's cool. I mean, you, so- you guys are the poster children for trusting your gut. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly. Like- I mean, that is, I didn't know this story, actually. And that is wild. It's crazy. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's what started our whole business. We sold a ton of those photos. And then actually, like you said, Bryce, we did try to recreate that same kind of thing. And it failed every other time. Yes. We, <laughs> really? Yes. In, Cle- in Cleveland, it was just like. Everything worked out the way that it, and like there's something about people probably stole your idea, honestly. I mean, no. they probably saw it. No, you we actually maybe. We, I mean, we were kind of worried about that, but um, yeah, we went to a couple different places. So I think the next one we did was Chicago, which was really hard. And, because was, a, and that was a that was a huge one because it was the Cubs' first World Series, and they actually beat the Indians. So that was a little complicated because Emily's whole following at that time, and it's it still kind of is, is a lot of Cleveland people. So we're like, oh my god. The Indian just blew a three-one lead in the World Series at the Cubs, and now we got to go post Cubs pictures all over the internet. So that was yeah. like sort of like, okay, what do we do? And I think that kind of screwed it up a little bit too, because we we're a little nervous about it. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then we went to Boston because um, uh, the Patriots won the Super Bowl, and that turned out to be a snowstorm, so we couldn't actually even get a helicopter. So. <laughs> it wouldn't take off. Well, we had one, but it just wouldn't take off. Yeah. So we went in an ice storm. Like yeah. thinking our lives were going to end and we're now we're getting near to like the end of the bank account <laughs> like oh yeah. yeah so we're just like what else can we do and that's really what led us to apparel because you know throughout right, yeah. we had been to for the world series and stuff i would see people in the stands and be like well i don't want to wear any of this stuff like i i'm sick of wearing like honestly chief wahoo like not not only is it like problematic but also i just was like i don't want any of this like typical sports apparel. So that's kind of where we started making our own apparel and trying to make it really like cool and different. And um, then from there, that's kind of what we've been doing. Yeah. Was was clothing design ever on your radar? Like before that? Yeah, so I actually went to okay. school for apparel merchandising, fashion design and business. So it okay. worked out really well. Um, and okay. I always like kind of dreamt of maybe like having a boutique or like mm-hmm. being a stylist or something, but I didn't really realize that I would do all of it so um yeah it kind of it kind of worked out but i guess it was probably a natural transition just because of the fact that like i have that background yeah Mm -hmm. yeah when you have such a cool like chic style so anyway so that doesn't surprise me i was just I would have thought the clothing came first and then I, I would have thought the same. I thought the same. Yeah. Thing. I was, I'm, I thought that I think it's such a cool, that was such yeah. a good transition. Um, well, you guys have really hitched your wagon to the Cleveland train. Like I know Kyle, you're from Cleveland, but Emily, you're from Indiana. Yeah. So how did you find your like extensive Cleveland pride and what kind of led you to, you know, getting in, going deep into the, the Cleveland aspect? Yeah, I mean, honestly, I will say that immediately when you, like, what, since I moved here, I guess it might be different if you're just visiting, but when I moved here, I remember thinking, like, wow, people are really, like, nuts for Cleveland. They love it here. It's it's a really cool thing. I mean, um, people are really excited about the sports teams every single year, even if they're not great. Um, luckily, like, when I moved, they started, like, all kind of getting better, which was exciting. Um, and then when I met Kyle... He is just like born and bred. He went to like schools that like people know here, you know, like he's just, 
he has like every little feel of Cleveland. I cried when LeBron came back. <laughs> Emily's got <laughs> which she posted on Facebook one time, and I'm like, please don't do that and never show that to anybody again. But like, like what about like, when he left? Did you cry too, or no? Or did you burn his jersey? Yeah, did you scream or anything? But, like um, in the like the stell like a streetcar named Desire like. <laughs> Of course, you go right back to fucking pop culture. Sorry, yeah. I was just on a sports kick for just one second. Just tried. No, you, you hit your quota for the year. Yeah, hit it, hit it there. Um, you guys know you trademarked the phrase Cleveland AF. So yeah. I, I want to know what is as if for people that don't know what AF is, it's as fuck. So Cleveland is fuck. Basically, yeah. do you what is what does that mean to you guys? Maybe personally, and also what would you consider? being Cleveland as fuck, AF, Cleveland AF. So that was always funny because Emily would go work different pop-ups and have to explain to like grandmas like what this meant. So she came with the like, No, of I was it. always truthful. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's a bad word. Do you want to know? And they would say, sometimes the grandmas would be like, well, okay. And I'd be like, it means as fuck. And they would be like, ass fuck. <laughs> Why don't you just keep moving on to the dual dual reboot? Sorry. Right along. Oh my god, I love that. I think what it means to us though is like that really was honestly like a very pivotal point in our business. Um, That was when I was doing a lot of like pop ups and flea markets and things like that, and I really got to hear. Just trying to get your name out there, like just yeah. That was kind of like the the reason we got it trademarked is because. A lot of people that were like maybe younger and just like knew what it meant. And this was like probably back in 2017. Mm-hmm. Um, were like, oh my god! It, it like kind of stopped them in their tracks. They were like, wow, that's funny. And so it kind of led a lot of people to understand what my business was and what it was about. And it was kind of like edgy and different. And at the time, that was a little bit ahead of the trends and stuff. So um, that's kind of what it means. What it means to my business. And then something that would be Cleveland AF. Yeah. Or like. Kyle in general. <laughs> I, I agree. Kyle's the definition of Cleveland AF. Yeah. <laughs> it's oh. the best way. Like going to the Muni lot on a Sunday would yes. be a Cleveland AF. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. I think, like, personally, to me, like, Cleveland AF was cool because that was like the first thing that really worked like at a large scale for Emily's business in apparel. In apparel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was, like, the first thing where people like really noticed the, you know, the apparel more so than the pictures. And, that made us kind of think that, okay, we might have something here. Um, you know, obviously we're still very new to this, but it like, was the first thing that people bought without us really having to supermarket it. And, and really, the, you know, it wasn't just. Yeah, like, it's really right. trendy. It's trendy. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I think it's like, it's like right on the cusp of, you know, the times, everything like that. I also think that you, as you mentioned, Emily, maybe it is an alternative to other clothing that people can wear like to all the, you know, to all the sporting events or to, you know, I mean, I think that's also seeming like if you don't want to wear like what I'm wearing, which is a Cleveland Brown shirt, but I mean, if you didn't want to wear something like this, you could wear that and mm-hmm. still have the same effect. Yeah. And you can wear it in other times. Like, yeah. that's no, what I love about your stuff. You can't, like, you can't wear it any other time. That's no, but I'm saying like, can... I wouldn't wear the shirt that you have on Bryce, like to Ever. go run errands on a Saturday. Like, you know what I mean? Unless it's a football game, especially out here in LA, I'm not going to yeah. wear that. Yeah. But all of your stuff is in like the best neutral colors, the best, like it just, you can wear it all the time and not have people come up to you and be like, why are you wearing that in the middle of summer? <laughs> like, it just makes sense. Like yeah. I said earlier, like, I think it's all just like very chic. It's cool. 
This episode of the Nobody's Podcast is brought to you by EmilyRoggenberg.com. Ew, why are you talking like that? Uh, it, it, this is my serious voice. This is a serious plug for EmilyRoggenberg.com. And in turn, I'm using my serious voice. That's your serious voice? Yes. Okay, nobody, first of all, nobody takes you seriously. Second of all, listeners, if you guys want a place to find amazing chic apparel and one-of-a-kind custom designs, go straight over to emilyroggenberg.com. Annie, I love her city-based clothing. She's got t-shirts, sweatshirts, and hoodies with all of your favorite cities on them for you to wear with pride. She's got Cleveland, New York, Los Angeles, which is where I live. Except you go home to Nebraska for four months at a time. Okay, but that's the beauty of Emily Roggenberg's designs. You can wear all this stuff no matter what city you're in. No, I get it. And personally, I love the empowerment apparel because it aligns and promotes values that I feel very strongly about and have talked a lot about on this podcast. Women empowerment, equality, kindness, and mental health. And all of the pieces are done in beautiful neutrals that can be worn every day. She also has these incredible photographs for purchase. So go to emilyroggenberg.com to look at all of her awesome stuff. And right now you can use the promo code NOBODY for 25% off your purchase. So please go check out emilyroggenberg.com and use promo code NOBODY. That's Emily R-O-G-G-E-N-B-U-R-K.com, promo code NOBODY. Thanks, guys. Fucking nailed that. We nailed it. Hell yes, I did it. I nailed it. What's next? The rest of the scene. (laughs) And now back to the show. So you guys have a new collaboration with uh, Ilfi, which is another acronym for I Love the Hype. And it's also another apparel brand company in Cleveland. Um, so why did you, how did that, how did that partnership come about? Why did you feel like you wanted to work with them? Um, tell us the story behind that. Yeah, I love that brand. So um, Ilfi is a brand that's been around for like 10 years. And it was one of the brands that I, when I moved to Cleveland, started realizing like, wow, people really love Cleveland because they have like brands dedicated to making apparel centered around Cleveland. So it was really one of the first ones that made me realize what this Cleveland pride was all about. And also I feel like, you know, I, I, I'll be honest, I really do like all of the other Cleveland apparel brands. It's weird how many there are. It's, it's kind of unique to this city that there are a lot and they're all doing like very cool different things. But I do think Ilfi is like doing something really cool and different. Um, it's a lot of like streetwear and like they use like street art that kind of looks like, you know, something that would be like painted on a wall uh, outside of a building or something. So their stuff is just really, really cool and different. Um, and I also feel like they are very, they have a lot of the same um, standpoint on things that I do. They're very inclusive and like to kind of promote what and just stand up for what's right. So it was kind of a natural fit to partner with them. That's great. I mean, yeah, it seems like you have a really amazing. good, yeah, it seems to like give a really good relationship just from, you know, the stuff that you guys have been posting and everything and how collaborative and supportive it seems like, you know, cause that would be hard. It's like, it'd be nice to have more of a collaboration rather than like someone be like, okay, promote our product or, you know, get off the pot mm-hmm. yep. yeah. or whatever. So that's, seems- do you guys have a dream collaboration? Cause you collab with people quite often. Minnie, are you, you reading my, are you reading my, nobody's reading? my dream collaboration. <laughs> oh <laughs> my God. Reading, are you reading? Like yeah, no, seriously. No, I think Annie's reading my sheet. No, reading my, Bryce, I would never. Boy Johnson collab could be cool for the fall. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That actually would be so sick. Yes. I feel like that would be so much fun in terms of like partnering with a huge, huge brand. I don't think we've ever really thought about it. 
Um, yeah, there's know. a couple. I really love Mayfair Apparel. I love um, mm -hmm. LF Stores. I think they're both doing really cool and unique things. I think they're both based in LA. So mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I love their brands and I think that something like that could be cool, but that seems like far away at this point. <laughs> yeah, it's like an adventure. That's awesome though. You just yeah. don't know, I don't know, like we never know like on a day-to-day -day basis like what might pop up. Like we get some requests that we say no to and stuff that like we're like thrilled to to work with and it's mm -hmm. just it's you know it's navigating those things and making sure it's smart for whatever we do and whoever we're partnering with and making sure it makes sense so um yeah i don't know yeah that has to feel good too i mean the fact that you can i mean not in like a mean way but like you can you can pick the people that you want instead of just you know like a grab bag like if it, someone were to offer me something i would just be like give me whatever you have whether it's i don't know we used to like, do this all the time <laughs> I was thinking like pregnancy strips or like something yeah. that like, I don't know, like, yeah, like I could do that. I mean, I would be like, sure. Like just send them to me. I'll be yeah. on them, whatever. Um, so it must be nice to be, to get into a place that you can have that. I actually have a two-parter question next, um, which is, and you guys, you kind of sort of touched on this, but like, have you guys ever had a time where you're like, wow, okay, I don't know, like, I don't know, I don't know if this is gonna, like, you were maybe either nervous or apprehensive about your business. And also on the flip side, like, when when have you felt like, okay, aside from like right now, but I mean, like, when did you feel like, all right, this is going really well? Like, did you guys have those moments or were they, or are you just kind of like along for the ride? I got a good story on the first one and then maybe you do the yeah. second one. Okay. So this, another cab story, this isn't like. <laughs> we'll talk about how we've struggled though. But, oh yeah. I mean, it's always, I mean, oh yeah. I mean, early on, we're just like wondering how we're going to pay the bills sometimes to yeah. be honest. Like, yeah. I mean, it, there, there were a million struggles. Um, you know, it's just, you just got to keep going and trying to figure things out. That's what I was kind of getting at. Like I kind of, what sort of pushed you to keep going and to like get it to a place where you then now obviously feel the opposite. Yeah. I mean, we've been very, I mean, we've been very lucky, but we've also made sacrifices. I mean, we still only have one car. We share a car. <laughs> we have a printer and a car. I mean, so it's basically like two car payments. So <laughs> like, what I can say is we kind of touched on this earlier, but we started in photography. We started doing these parades and we really thought like, wow, we have something here when we did the Cleveland one. And then we did a couple, you know, another one didn't really work. We did another one, did not work. We did one more, <laughs> did not work. And so we were like, we have to do something else. And that's when we were like, let's pivot. So we took like things that we did see success on. Maybe I would do a t-shirt here and there. And at the time we weren't, uh, producing them ourselves. We were having somebody else do it. And so we would say like, well, you know, this t-shirt's doing okay. Maybe we can kind of make something out of that. So it really was just like listening to what people did want um, with our customer base and just pivoting. And yeah. we knew we wanted to keep going. We, we weren't ready to give up yet. So we just kind of pivoted. But then as far as like a time where we knew we might have something and like maybe where you were doing okay, I think is like the story that you were going to get into. Well, no, I was going to tell the story where I was like, probably the, one of the scarier days of our business was oh. like the Cavs had a game and I was like, okay, Emily, like we need to like drum up some interest somehow. I'm like, let's just send out a tweet saying whatever amount of points LeBron scores in tonight's game, like the website will be that percent off the rest of the night. Oh my God. Ballsy. I like your thinking, though. I like your thinking. For 2017 or 2018, the Cavs were playing the Pacers. It was game two. They lost game one the of the playoffs. first round of the playoffs. And so we send this tweet out, like, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes before the game. LeBron comes out and scores the first 20 points for the Cavs. 
So I'm like, oh my god. How many minutes? Then? Like, like we're like six minutes into the game. I'm like, oh, <laughs> holy shit. I'm like, there, if he scores more than like 50 points, we're gonna be losing a lot of money. Like, oh my god, so my palms are, my palms are so, already I'm sweating. sweating already. The back of my neck, the hairs in the back of my neck are standing up. And then pop culture reference, one of the Backstreet Boys like picked up on it, and like started tweeting about it. I have no idea. Remember that? Yeah. I forget which one or why. But. I think it was Kevin. Maybe. Yeah. So it starts going viral. Oh. This lady's screwed. Like, cause it's her Twitter account. <laughs> this lady's fucked. Like, <laughs> so and LeBron. I like, hate everybody, by the way. Yeah. LeBron ends up scoring like forty-seven points. So that's like right about the point where like we're like gonna break even. So we sold a lot of stuff like through midnight. Like basically at break even, and it was all fine and good marketing. But I was like, oh my god, like I'm gonna ruin this business if this guy scores like over fifty-five points. We're in a lot of trouble. So that was like a funny little story that yeah. was kind of <laughs> that is brilliant though. That is it, brilliant, that is brilliant. Way to drum up your business. Like that is insanely great marketing. I mean, yeah. how you even came up with that is just incredible. Do I cocktails before the game. Or I think actually <laughs> said something about it too. Like you said did. something along those lines. Yeah. You did? And we were like, maybe we will. Maybe somebody on Twitter told us to. I don't remember. Oh, oh, oh. somebody told you. Oh, yeah. I don't know what happened. I forget yeah. exactly. But anyway, we did it and it, it worked out just fine, but it could have been could have been bad. In terms of like when we knew we were gonna make it, um, I don't know. Like when Emily opened up her retail shop and like we were able to figure that out and make that profitable. Obviously, that's scary when you have to deal with staffing a place and um, inventory loads into a into a location. Um, but to be able to like successfully run that operation has been really cool. Um, we've always had part time team members that have worked at the stores, um, but this year we hired a full time. First full time person, Gia, who's awesome. Um, so we have our first like amazing. Salary okay. team member, which is a cool thing. Yeah. Um, and she does designs for us, runs a printer. So um, she's amazing. Uh, yeah. So I feel like we're like, you know, growing at a good pace without like over committing um, to anything. But, you know, every day, every day we have things that we think about. I mean, you know, uh, without sharing a ton, like we're, we're in the process of like figuring out if we should open up a second location and, yeah. What does that look like? And is that too much to take on right now? And like, so like every day I'm like making up at four in the morning. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> How did you guys, at what point did you look at your business and say like, okay, it's time to have a retail location? Like, how did you know that you were ready for that? Actually, I know, well, I know exactly. It, it kind of like fell into our lap. So I was at a pop-up event in the during the holiday season of 2018, and um, I got like a, a I think it was an email from someone here in our uh, like near where we live, which is in Crocker Park, which is like a shopping mall. And he was like, "Hey, we have this opportunity for like a space where you could hang some of your photos, and you might be able to pop up on the weekends too." And he told me what the rent amount would be, and I was like you know, I had already done that at this event that I was at that day. And so that's when I was like, I think we could do this because I made it in one day at this pop-up event. So it's clearly, and I was the only vendor at that one, not trying to like toot my own horn or anything, but I was like, okay, I, I think- Do we it, do toot it. Yeah, yeah. That's why you're on here. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> I mean, this is, yeah. this is amazing. So, keep so that's kind of how it fell into our lap, which was great. Um, well, this is gonna sound like a very PBS question, but what, what what inspires you guys? I mean, like, what is what? Like, seriously, what it what in? How do you, where do you guys find inspiration? Does it come easy to you? Is it like a arduous process, like it is for me, or what? You, you want to go first? Um, yeah, I guess sure. <laughs> like fine. 
what inspires so what inspires like my design process typically is like trends that are that I'm seeing in other cities trends that I'm seeing especially in like bigger cities um and then I always like to say that like my friends and like what they're wearing really inspires me um honestly this might sound cheesy but like my customers really inspire me because they're very like loyal and dedicated and like I could post something somewhat personal and they will not only like shop for me but they'll also like respond and say like oh, well, I'm experiencing this same struggle or something. And it's really motivating. So that's yeah. usually what inspires me most. That's yeah. Really cool. for, for me, you know, because it was such a big risk in what we did to get to where we're at, like just wanting to keep it going and just, you know, it's sometimes hard, but like enjoying the journey along the way. Like, I mean, we've met you guys. We've met some incredible people that have been super kind to us and, you know, truly gone out of their way to support us. Um, like just those interactions are, are so much fun. And, you know, when it's for your own business, um, you, you know, it's just a little bit extra special, I would say, um, you know, it was great, you know, at times working in corporate America and obviously like, you know, there are some positives for sure, but you know, at the end of the day, you are still working for somebody else. And while that's great, like it's still not your own thing. Um, so just, you know, some of it's fear. Like I, I, I can't like imagine like going back to corporate America. So like this has to work. Or, like, yeah. That's a good, that's I really a good I completely get that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, but, but honestly, at the end of the day, like seeing how many people have supported Emily, you know, customers, friends, family, um, it's just cool. And, and like, I don't know, that motivates me to want to keep like, keep, keep those going. people, you know, happy or well, I'm not happy, but keep, you know, keep like, doing good because of the people that have supported us. And I think, I feel like we do, like we really try to go out of our way to take care of our team members. Um, and, and, you know, being able to provide jobs is cool. Like, I mean, it's two, I mean, it's one, one yeah. person, but um, you know, I think she loves her job and she, you know, she's great. And, you know, hopefully we can add more team members along the way and um, you know, just make sure they have great experiences and just keep on going. But I mean, I think it's just, just the unknown is inspiring too, because you just don't know what's next. I mean, yeah. Yeah. So just keep on rolling and see where we go. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to toot you guys' horn really quick. Bryce, I know you have another question, but I've well, said this I'm to like both the Riddler, of you. So, yeah. I know you are. Um, I've said this to both of you before, but you mentioned like just the fact that your friends have supported you. You guys turn around and pay it forward better than anyone I have ever met. Oh, like no. it is truly oh. so incredible to watch you guys support your friends. Oh. Um, I just, I know T and I are incredibly grateful for your support oh. of Boy Johnson, but I just think it is like the coolest how you pay it forward. Yeah. I think when you have like any level of support, especially from friends and family, like it's just so second nature because you know how much it means. So mm -hmm. um, yeah, thank you. That's very nice of you, you to say, you. but it's like, we absolutely always want to support our friends and just, you know, build them up. Yeah. Well, you rock at Johnson it. Johnson collab, you know, like, I know, <laughs> no, but I mean, I, honestly, I think we should just like announce that now. As long as, <laughs> as, long as, as, long as I, wish, I wish he was here right now. He's I not know. Even here, but I, he'll be down. He'll be down. I feel like a fall, something in the fall could be fun. Yeah. 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 We'll, well, get on a, we'll get on a call with you guys for, for sure. that. Yeah. I was just going to echo Annie. I mean, obviously I, it feels like just hearing your guys' story is so inspiring in the sense that even the fact that you 
are able to, you were able to say like pivot and like, let's do this. Let's go this way. Let's move. I mean, it's, it is kind of like that, uh, that fear of the unknown is exciting and terrifying, but I also just feel like for people that are able to do that, to just be like, yes, you can get stuck in a certain lane and you want this so much or whatever, but if you can't pivot and you can't move in, in a different direction, just slightly, then a lot of those things can crumble underneath. And I just think it really takes strong people to be like, okay, like, just like you said, to even just have the wherewithal to say, this isn't working anymore. It worked this time, but it's not working now. We have to move in a different direction because that's like the world telling you, the universe telling you move that other way. So I just think it's incredible what you guys have been able to accomplish and do. And, and it's really awesome that you do, that you are so supportive because of the fact that you have been there and you know how much that support means, like you mentioned. So I think it's really cool. Well, thank you. Um, well, so how did you guys have to like, how did you shift? I mean, that's like talk about the pandemic, but I mean, how did you guys shift in this time where maybe people weren't, you know, going out and buying as much? How did, what, what did you have to, what were some of your um, strategies that you had to sort of do in this last year? Yeah, we actually, um, right before the pandemic, I don't know if you guys remember, but like loungewear was already like a thing. And so I told Kyle, like, we have to make like sets, like pants and tops. And that's like going to be the new thing. Yes. So we think, thankfully, like right before that started making some sets. And um, actually, once the pandemic happened, those were like our top sellers because everyone was just like, well, we're lounging at home. So we saw a couple of those do well. And then we were like, all right, sets it is. So we started making a lot of like loungewear, different like sweat sets. Um, just anything So smart. Lounging at home, and we stuck with our core of like doing neutrals, things that were sophisticated. Cleveland's our main customer base, so we did a lot of Cleveland gear, but we also kind of updated a lot of our other cities. Yeah, our, our custom apparel, our empowerment apparel, and things like that. Um, but just tried to provide things for people that were uh, staying at home, which was everyone. And luckily we were already like pretty, I mean, we were set up online. We do most of our sales online. And I know a lot of businesses were the other way around where they do a lot of retail and then they had to pivot online. So um, I think that that, oh, was, that was good. fortunate for us. Yeah. Annie, yeah. Annie and I were just talking about how we don't ever want to go back to not loungewear. Just <laughs> so it's like, I have I mean, zero intention. Yeah. So like, I think you keep churning it out. Like that seems like a really good idea. Yeah. Sorry, Kyle, you were going to say something. Um, no, I, no, I think Emily just kind of hit it on the head. I mean, obviously we had to close our retail location for a few months, but, um, the website did great and the people in Cleveland, like, I feel like went out of their way to support local, um, which was amazing. So I, yeah, I mean, honestly, uh, it turned out for us turned out pretty good, but, um, you know, obviously other businesses were impacted and, mm -hmm. you know, I'm involved in another family business where, you know, it basically shut down our entire business. So like I saw both sides of it which was really interesting. Um, but for Emily's business specifically, it, it was, uh, yeah, you know, I don't want to say a good thing, but it, it was good for her. Yeah. A lot of support yeah. during that time, which we were very thankful yeah. for. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Nothing was great. So, I mean, <laughs> but yes, that's, that's, yeah. that's really nice. Well, before we get to our special segment, I just wanted to ask what, so without giving away too much, if you don't want to, but what is sort of next for your guys's business moving forward? Is there anything well, we have a couple of things in the works. We really like the idea of continuing to do collaborations, so that will continue. Um, like Kyle mentioned, we're thinking about possibly doing a second location, another store here in Cleveland on a different side of town. 
which would be really exciting. Yeah. Um, and then we are really excited to also be doing a project where we are doing like complete cut and sew apparel. So right now, a lot of what we, what we do is like printing on blank wholesale apparel. Um, and this cut and sew manufacturer is located here in Cleveland. So it would be start to finish like made in Cleveland, which would be really cool. Wow, so that'd be like awesome. Kind of up and coming for the next year. Um, and some of it is kind of tentative, but we'll see what happens. Cut and sew just for the idiots like me. That's just, that's simply just cutting and sewing something uh, together. Like yeah, fabric, cutting it up and, and sewing it to create like a t-shirt instead of me going online and buying like a, you know, right. typical like wholesale blank apparel brand. Got it. Okay. Yeah. I see. I see. That's so cool. Well, That's so cool. I, that gives you so much freedom to take like a basic t-shirt and add cool, like a cool dynamic to it. So yeah. that'll be, re oh, I'm excited to see that stuff. Yeah. yeah. That's phenomenal. That's so fantastic. It's so, it's so cool that what you guys are doing. I mean, seriously. So, all right. Yeah. So, um, all right. So Annie and I really love our moms. And we thought it would be fun to ask one of them to submit a question or two to ask our somebodies in a special segment we call, obvious, very obviously, the mom question. Love this that. week's mom questions come from Annie's mom, Lori. Annie, will you take it away? Well, Bryce, you literally asked Mama Wilkes questions at the start of the episode. Oh, what? <laughs> so, mom wanted, you guys obviously know my mom. Yeah, sorry. Um, she wanted to know how you balance home and work since you're, I literally think you took it and put Did it I in your opening me? questions. Um, it was, how do you balance Sorry, home Mama and work? Will. And I then know. also what activities do you enjoy doing separately? And you guys. Oh yeah. So yeah, yeah. We nailed that one already. Yeah. 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 Bryce really just copy good and job. pasted my text and put it as yeah. the opening. Yeah. And also um, I asked, well, I asked my mom for a question and I also asked that. So <laughs> So this is the first time this has happened. I know. Well, this is the moms want to know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like they I, always yeah. have the best questions, obviously. So that's why I asked. We asked them all. Um, I I will say that one thing we did not get to is that we talked about talking about is the apparel printer. You guys said you had a funny story about the apparel printer, which doesn't sound like a cheap thing to do. That's for every. Explain what an apparel printer is, and you know how that happened. This can be from our moms. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. So, <laughs> they want to know this. <laughs> the, the apparel printer. So this is another one of those things that I like really probably didn't run by Emily a whole bunch. No. <laughs> so here's the thing. Not to get into like the details of like manufacturing apparel, but a lot of people screen print apparel and that's a pretty familiar process. We, we decided that we were going to go a different route because of the types of like things that we were printing. So we ended up buying an apparel printer that's direct to garment. And um, essentially we talked about it probably like twice and it's a pretty large investment. I think it was like 30 grand. And Kyle was like, one day he's like, okay, yeah, we're gonna, we're just gonna do it. We're gonna buy it. Because we're in that moment where we're like, well, the print, the photo prints and, you know, parade prints aren't really selling anymore. So we have to we find something some. else yeah, to do. Yeah. So he's like, how do you feel about like running an apparel printer? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. And so he, we end up getting it and we get it in the mail literally. And, like I, and I'm, I'm like always like, okay, let's get ahead of ourselves, even though it's not smart. So we're like designing t-shirts and selling them. I have like them. PTSD. So we're, <laughs> we're like, like a Tuesday and this printer shows up on like a Thursday and we have no idea like how. How big is this printer? Oh, yeah. Like, is it like a, is it like an office printer no, or no? In the wooden crate where you have to like, like tear it open. And we have to like get these shirts out 
now. Yeah. And so we open it up. It's, I, I don't know how much it weighs. Like, Probably a thousand pounds between like all so the equipment much. involved. And it's me and him in like this freezing cold warehouse that his family owns. And he's like, yeah, this is what we're going to do now. And you're going to run this. And I was like, I quit. I quit. <laughs> I quit my own business. Like that's it. Yeah. yeah but like, I, I will honestly give Emily credit because she took that printer like head on and like that is one thing that like I tried to be emotionally supportive, but I'm like, I'm just not good with this thing. Like there's no You kick. didn't you didn't give her any choice. Yeah. She, no. so she, she ran, I mean, up until we hired Gia full time, Emily ran that printer like for a good three, four years every day. Yeah. Like going into the freezing cold warehouse or the you know, hundred degree warehouse and like running that thing. Um, and that was like just like honestly like the sacrifice that she made of just probably like really not enjoying her like all the other fun days. stuff, like designing the apparel, mm -hmm. getting to talk to customers and go to events. Like that's all so fun and great. But a lot of times what people don't see is like literally me like printing the apparel and it's, you know, yeah. super hot out or like, you know, something goes wrong and there's no customer service. Like you have to fix it. It's not like, uh, I don't know what the print. Like, they're not going to send like ignition to fix yeah, your printer. Like, it's you like a random brand that has customer service based out of Florida. And if you don't live there, oh, then you're kind of, all right, here's an online tutorial. So, Oh no, yeah. but it we, we made it work. And now we're like getting to the point where we don't have to rely on it so much. And I'm, I couldn't be happier. Yes. Well, Em and I was oh, reading, awesome. when I was reading a creep, creepily reading an article about you guys before you came on. I was it, it did say that a lot of your days were that Emily. Like at the beginning, you were like nine to five working, like just printing stuff off and like yeah. making T-shirt orders. Like that's what I think a lot of people also probably don't realize about starting a new business is that is all the little you're everything. Like yeah. you're everyone. You're everything. That's it. Like you have to do. There's no like assistants or anything interns at, not at the beginning so that's that was probably pretty humbling too even though you're probably happy that you did it but or, i mean not happy that you i'm happy that, at the time but i think like the cool part about that is like between emily and i and as we grow and hopefully we hire more people like we will have between the two of us we will have done every job for the company so yeah we will understand what people are going through and like you know empathize with them more um so i and at the, at the end of the day, we could train anybody on anything that needs to be done. So if somebody decides they don't want to be there anymore, like at least we both know everything that needs to be done and at yeah. least how totally. to. Totally. Yeah. yeah. So I think you, you are, go through that. You're like Drake. Yeah. You're like Drake. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, I didn't hear you're like you Drake. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what you should say. You should just like put that, like put that on a shirt. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not that is an like idea. Such I'm not a an bizarre idea. comparison. I'm not an idea person. I'm not. I'm like, just don't. I might do it. Now I'm, now I'm just going to email you guys actually ideas constantly. I'm just going yeah. like, <laughs> to add it to Kyle's staff. I promise you, you do not want that. Yes. No, we would love it. I hope you two got in a room together and sat and came up with ideas. Something either really, really great or really, really crazy could happen. <laughs> That's right. Oh my gosh! True. Yeah. Or I would be dead. Yeah. <laughs> That's the most likely uh, outcome. Oh. <laughs> well, that was the mom question. You guys really yeah. had a great. Oh, thank goodness you were able to experience that. Um, all right. <laughs> to, to end our so many sessions, we like to ask everyone the same three questions. So they're pretty rapid fired. Do you guys, are you guys ready? Annie's going to administer yeah. them like, a, like the COVID-19 vaccine. I don't know why I say administer. Like I, I always know. say administer. I always say, Annie, would you, 
Anyway, can you administer the questions? Like, oh my God, it's so can political. You proctor, can you proctor the questions, please? Oh my God. Okay, the first one is, what is your favorite hard seltzer? White Claw. We're both drinking them right now. All right, nice. nice. Good choice. Yes. I love that. Just one. One for the podcast. Not anymore. <laughs> no, I love that. Um, the second one is, what is the best piece of advice that you've ever been given? My first boss, um, when I worked in corporate America, when I was starting my business said, basically, like, just do it now and do it before you have like other obligations. And I thought that was like, a really great piece of advice. And honestly, I would agree. You guys have mm -hmm. taken that to heart for sure. Yeah, seriously. For sure. <laughs> to me, it's just like, you just got to keep going. Like, you know, a personal story. And I don't know why, but like when I was in high school, I got cut, I got cut from the freshman, sophomore and junior basketball teams. And like, I kept on going and finally, like I made it my senior year and I ended up playing college. Like, I feel like that process for whatever reason, like just ingrained in me, like if you just keep on going, like obviously you might have to change a thing here or there, but if you keep on going like eventually, like it'll work out and just, you know, don't give up. Like it's, it's hard sometimes. Like we definitely have had our fair share of ups and downs through the business. Um, but yeah, you just gotta, just gotta keep on going and, and eventually something will work out for you. That's, That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, you're like Michael Jordan. <laughs> um, the last question is what do you guys believe that you are experts of? It doesn't have to be related to your business. And you don't have to say the same answer, obviously. Yeah. You can um, well just, okay. So within our business, I think I'm an expert in the creative field and he's an expert on the business side of things, but with just in general, I think I'm an expert of like reading situations and being aware in certain situations and trying to use like emotional intelligence to navigate things. Um, what am I that? I don't even know. Probably nothing. Um, no, you are, <laughs> you have to answer that you're, he's like actually a math like whiz. Like you're like a genius. Um, yeah. Oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> he but said, yeah. No, no, but I'm not. He's like dominate around the world flashcards in the seventh grade, if anybody. Quick, what's eight times six? Uh, 48. <laughs> That's amazing. You uh, have a few US patents on financial modeling, so that is true. Um, wow. He just like has a brain that works very quickly. And like if I say, I need to do this for our business. He's like, well, let's figure it out like from a financial perspective and we'll put everything down on writing. And like, that's just like one thing that comes to mind. Yeah. Right I mean, on a personal like level, I just like to get like, this isn't being like an expert, but I truly like getting to know people and just like understanding them and where they come from and who they are. And like, I really, especially when I first meet people, I like to just learn who they are as people and, just you could throw them into any situation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, that's another one. Um, You've never met a stranger. Never met a stranger. I can always yeah. find never met a stranger. That's awesome. I think. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's our show. Thank you so much for being here with us, Emily and Kyle. You can and should follow Kyle on Instagram at Kyle Roggs and Emily at Emily Roggenberg. And please check out our website at www.emilyroggenberg.com for more information on apparel, collaborations, photography, and much, much more. Also, head over to visit the Emily Roggenberg shop in Crocker Park to shop in person if you are in the Cleveland, Ohio area. And also, if you are in the area and haven't gone, what the hell are you doing? Is there anything else you guys would like to plug? Um, you want to plug just the nobody's pod. We're like honored to be oh on my here. God. <laughs> oh, no. Thank yeah. you guys so much for coming yeah, on. This is so, so fun. fun. Okay, guys, if you are not following us on Instagram yet, please do so at Nobody's Pod, at Annie underscore Wilk, and at Bryce Advice. It's the exact same on TikTok. Twitter is at Nobody's The Pod. Same for our personals. And you can always email us at noexpertallopinion at gmail.com. Thanks, guys. We hope you have an amazing weekend. And more importantly, a mediocre week. Thanks, guys.
The Nobody's Podcast is produced by me, Annie Wilkinson, and Bryce McClay. It is recorded remotely in small, crummy apartments in the San Fernando Valley. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.